Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three snacks. No, wait, they sound gross, but I promise they taste delicious. Starting with the scrumptious Jared. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Uh, I gotta say my... Okay, all right. So I have two. Okay, first off, uh, croutons. I will buy a box of croutons and just eat them. I don't know if that's normal. That's so, normal. Okay, that's good. normal. Is it really? Okay. I do that. I used to get crab for them all the time that I used to eat them. Huh. And I love croutons. They're great. Uh, my had a follow-up just in case. I don't know how weird I am with food. A, a whole thing of the white uh, Tic Tacs. I will just down a whole thing of them. The white and, ones? The mint? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love mint. <laughs> That's Mint's wild. my favorite. The menthol mint Tic Tac? <laughs> I love mint too, but damn. No, all at the same time. Oh, man, I'm just happy as can be. When he drinks water, he blasts off into the stratosphere. <laughs> My like, teeth just sparkle <laughs> from uh, <laughs> or spark from all the mint. And the yeah, like the ones that taste like Colgate, Colgate toothpaste. Oh, that, that, oh, oh my God. Dude, I, if I see him in the grocery store immediately, like, yep. Take That's one. so funny. That's a weird one. I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I'm actually really, really upset with Jared because he outed me and he didn't even realize it before this started. <laughs> I am the what? ketchup on bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Apparently no, Jared normal, does bro. it too. That's when there's normal, nothing bro. to eat in the house. That's not normal. I just <laughs> see Dude. Alec doesn't agree. I just Absolutely. slather bread and ketchup and just eat a ketchup sandwich. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I fucking love it. That's not technically a sandwich. That's just ketchup on bread. Is there something in the middle of the bread? Sandwich. No. Sandwich. A sandwich no. needs to be two pieces of bread. Oh, see, I would take the one and fold it to, you know, really mm. just optimize the ketchup to bread at the yes, same time. Yes, a ketchup pierogi. I got yeah, you. There you go. I got yeah. you. <laughs> Ketchup like pierogi. <laughs> Never say that to me ever again. <laughs> All right, Alec, how about you? <laughs> uh, my name is Alec. I play Drill of the Ashbourne, and my go-to late-night snack, if nothing else is available, is um, pretty simple. It's just um, a dill pickle wrapped in, like, bologna or any other, like, cold cuts I got. Oh, interesting. Sometimes I'll put, like, mustard or whatever on it, but... That's a good one. Or, like, hot sauce. Some, like, Taco Bell hot sauce or something. It's definitely weird, but I definitely also think I would love that. I pretty much put Taco Bell hot sauce on anything, so... <laughs> they always give you, like, 10 extra packets, so you always got extra. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Tony? Mine I've been doing for the last year and a half or so because I learned it from my uh, from okay, one of my kids' shows. Learned it, learned, learned it, it. I learned it, I learned it, I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned this from one of my kids' TV shows: a toasted jelly with cheese. So it's a piece of toast with jelly on it, and then a slice of American cheese on what? top. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It looks gross. But it the tastes so good. jelly. No, 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 no. You make you make toast. You spread uh -huh. jelly on it, and then just a normal the piece normal of American cheese. cheese. You don't grill it. I'm, maybe wait, you wait, could. Wait. You're giving the ketchup 
sandwich. <laughs> Shit. And all you do is one extra thing of cheese on, and that's a sandwich. Hold on a second. I didn't say sandwich. I never said sandwich. Well, well, <laughs> a well. toasted jelly with cheese. Mm. That is bizarre. That it's, is definitely bizarre. I'm definitely going to try it. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it does not taste right. like how you would imagine at all. And now you know the deal. <laughs> Before we get into the recap, we got to do the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by Alec. Alec? Jared. Jared. Brought to you by Drex. Jared. That was a test and you passed. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, guys, I don't know if you've checked out the website lately, 404pod.com. We got all sorts of fun stuff up there, and we're going to be updating it soon. I know we say that all the time, but we're trying to keep it up and fresh for you guys. But make sure to go over to 404pod.com, check out the merch. All of our social links are on there. Patreon, if you want to get to there, too. 404pod.com. Great. Thank you, Jared. And now we're going to go ahead and roll for the recap. That's where I roll a giant rubber D4 uh, that was half-eaten by my bunnies, where whoever lands on has to do the recap, where I am number one, two is... Who is Dan? Three is Alex. Oh, no, 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 wait. I'm one. Two is... Fuck. I'm one. Two is Alex. Three is Dan. And four is Jared. Oh. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. First try. Okay. We got there. We got there. It's been a while. New year, new me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Here we go. We're going to go ahead and roll the giant D4. Okay. Here we go. We're going to roll it. Rolling it. Oh, that was the best roll yet. All right, oh, you wow. see it. I'm going to go pick it up. an awesome one. That uh, probably got a plumbus crack. Oh, this, I think oh, Jared no. knows something I don't. No, I think it's me because it's an uneaten side. It is a three, which means mm. Dan's going to do mm. the recap. Yeah. I just did the arc recap. Can someone else do it? What are you no, talking I'm about? The arc recap was three weeks ago. I'm using my veto. I don't want to do it. Son of a bitch. Wait, I thought you used your veto. I did not. <laughs> I think he did. No, you I just made it up to try it. and get me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure two people have used it, right? No? Uh, yeah, Tony used it once. Because oh, he was the first one. And no, then Alec used it. No, or didn't. Jared did. And Alec or Jared. Mine. No, you guys, you guys temporarily made me use it when I was sick. But then Jared was sick and you guys didn't make him use his. So I got mine back. Rolling. Is it Dan again? Uh, probably. <laughs> oh, it's an uneaten side. The cube oh, is fucking. God damn it. <laughs> it was meant to be. The That's dice so have spoken. All hail the die. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'm your local uh, uh, grandma smoker here to do a recap for my <laughs> grandson's weird podcast he does. <laughs> yeah, he told me about it last time he visit, visited me in the home. And uh, basically, the last, <laughs> the last session, Menace met his uh, childhood bully, Miranor, who was also 
also followed by um, uh, his childhood friend, what was your name, Flora? Yeah, Flora, Flora. And basically they got into a, an argument at first where Menace tried to tackle the guy and told Miranor that one day he will beat him and be mighty and victorious and all that kind of jazz. But then also had a separate conversation with Flora where he showed Flora a bunch of flowers and Flora took one of the flowers to do research. And of course, a bunch of kids were all crowded around Drell cheering him on. It was like, Drell, you're badass. You're cool. You're like, awesome. Let me jump off of a dragon like you did. Uh, and they basically injured themselves all day trying to be like Drell. Armos talked to the <laughs> hag uh, and tried to get a little more info about the tooth, but it didn't work out so well. Uh, they all went to sleep. Next day, they talked to the hag again about the tooth, who said, yeah, if you do eventually get the tooth, I'll try, I guess, to, uh, you know, get the curse out of it. So they tried, failed. Armos talked to Yunagu. Yunagu's like, I'll kill you. I'll eat you, your food. And yeah, that didn't work. And basically, they're friends. Uh, and basically now they're probably mortal enemies with a demon god creature thing. But they moved on and went down the mountain and found a sleeping giant or something. I don't know. Roll the fucking intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boyos, welcome to session 86. Where we last left off, the three of you were traveling from Tain Mordain with the intention of heading to the city of San Lo. Ellis had given you a map on how to get there. However, you do know it was going to be a bit of a trek and a little bit of a journey to get there just from where you are, from where the city of San Lo is, which is located on the main island of the Kambuki Isles, the North Island, which is also the island where the giant piece of floating earth that is hovering as a map icon of the Kambuki Isles. It is a well-known piece of land that hovers over it. It serves as a landmark within the world and the Kambuki Isles. It's also a great tool for any navigator to kind of figure out where they are just by looking at it and in which direction it could be because it's in the center of all the aisles. As the three of you were traveling, you had a somewhat easy path and it is a nice day, although a hot one. And as you were following a loose dirt path through the forest, you come across something interesting. A sleeping giant lays between two large rocks that seems to provide gentle shade from the harsh island sun. The giant has a mix of pale and white stone grayish skin. Drell, you recognize her as a stone giant. She's wearing a large white tabard fitted with steel and iron plates across it, looking like a massive suit of armor. Dirt, mud, rocks, and twigs seem to cover her dull red hair that is also partially covering her face. The parts of her body that are not covered in armor plates are covered in bruises that are days old. Lastly, there are several large sacks placed nearby by her feet next to her massive steel maul. It looks like her belongings. She is somewhat blocking your path 
from where you need to go. It looks like this is like an easier path where she is nestled up and sleeping. You could walk around. However, she is somewhat blocking your way. And she is snoozing. It looks like she's having a calm sleep. And she is snoring. What are the three of you doing? Does she look like like battle-hardened? You know what I mean? Does she look like she's been in a lot of battles? Is she like... Give me a perception check or an insight check. Your choice. I got a nat 20 perception check. Ooh, baby. What'd you get on us? A four. All right. Big person. Really big. I got a nat 22. Oh, oh wow. We know how this session's going to go. <laughs> Almost really big person. And Reginald's like, hey, that person's like a bigger version of Drell with a four, but with a nat 20 from Drell and Minus, you're taking a look at her and you you know that she's a giant. She does look battle-worn by her bruises. However, uh, from a few days ago, like they're starting to fade away, but they are there. You notice that the hair that's covering her face is covered in dirt, mud, soot, uh, you do notice that there are a couple of bald spots there that look like she suffered a number of head injuries. You don't know if they're recent or new, but it looks like she got hit over the head a lot. The tabard, you notice two crests on them. One of the crests looks familiar. It's a, it's cut in half vertically. The image on the left is a mountain and the image on the right is a cog and it looks like they're joined together. If you don't recognize that symbol you can give me a history check to see if you can remember i'll do a history check <laughs> I, I think i know oh my god okay rolled a nat one but i have plus <laughs> plus eight so it's a nine hey drill is that the uh, lord baron's stuff mm. it's a great question it is it's the sigil college symbol that's what i thought it yeah. was yeah, there's another crest on the opposite side it's like a longer tabard the tabard is like covering most crucial parts like everything, everything that's supposed to be covered on a person is covered. You do know that she looks decent, which is something that uh, a normal giant wouldn't necessarily care about. They kind of let everything free hang. However, she seems to be dressed properly and fitted for battle with the with the steel plates that are on her tabard. You do see another crest that you're not familiar with, but it looks like a it has like that similar symbol with the mountain and the cog, except instead of a mountain, it's like a cog and a shield. So left half is a shield and the right half is a cog. So she seems like she's could be friendly. Possibly. Could be. Or we know the same people. Uh, I, I give a shrug to uh, Menace and Drell <laughs> and uh, try to kind of wait for their response to see if they want to wake her up or. Uh. So the dilemma that you have here is that going around the giant could add a significant amount of time to your journey. Climbing over her could be a possibility, waking her up. But you do know that like she's blocking a shortcut, you guys. I think it's better if we wake her up, right? Than her waking up with us on top of her. I feel like that would send the wrong message. Yeah, boundaries. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So how do we wake up a giant? Hmm. Uh, mm, mm. Reginald is contemplating. <laughs> you see Reginald's lower jaw is like protruding out of his face and his fingers there. Mm, real caveman thinking. I'll, uh, you could do that uh, spell thing you do where you make the thunder claps and stuff. You, you read my mind. You want to wake up a giant with 
loud thunder. Uh, or just a loud voice, probably. Why don't you just try to like shake him? Okay, you you, you talk to, you talk this into a drug. Go ahead and give him a give him a shake. Hmm. Yeah. All no, you I, I yeah, said yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. You can do it. We'll wait here. Well, let's you let Reginald do it. He's like <laughs> invisible, right? So he can't. He just do it. Well, see, he only gives uh, fiery hugs. This is true. And I don't know if we should. Listen, Drell, you do that. If it doesn't work out, then we'll wake her up with the, the big noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plus I really feel like giving fiery hugs today. I'm a little parched, you know? Lack of motivation and energy. Give him a give him a nudge. Ain't <laughs> ain't. Almost. Just drink water then, Reginald, then I'll get it. It's not that big of a deal. I don't really feel like it. Reginald, I think there's some some fingers over in that bush, and I I throw them over that way. <laughs> Almost a deal, almost deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll go over and um, like I guess shake him <laughs> or like push the leg with my foot. Like, hey, oh. hey, wake up! Uh, oh man, I really wish it was a finesse check. Um, give me a, <laughs> give me a sleight of hand to see how gentle you are, yet assertive to wake up a giant. Dirty 20. Wow. Wow, really? Dirty 20 from him? You having that? He's got Dex. It's, it's only plus two. You walk over to the sleeping giant and you nudge her leg to wake her up. And with your massive strength, you can move her body just enough to wake her up calmly and not in a threatening way. And she gives out a big yawn as she stretches her arms and you notice this scarring along uh, her arms and she goes that was, that was a good nap and she scratches her tummy and she looks down and goes human and she gets real close to you her head is about twice the size of your body and she looks over to you and goes hello little one who are you uh, hello. Uh, my name is Menace. Uh, what? this is. <laughs> no, it's not. Wanna... I'm Menace. What are you no, talking shut about? Up. Shut up. Shut... Oh. I don't want to tell her my real name. Sorry. Why don't you want to tell me your real name? Because I don't know. You know, new people. Uh, I mean, his name is <laughs> Dave. You're ruined it. You're ruined it, Menace. Shut Dave. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,. Yeah, no, you know, it's just a it's just a joke I do, you know, it's one of those things. My name is Drell of the Ashborn. What is your name? <laughs> she laughs at you at your like your nervousness, and when she smiles and laughs, you notice several teeth are missing. Oh my god. Anma. And she she uh moves her massive hand to go to shake yours. I'm be like, oh, it's it's great, great to meet you. And I reach my hand out to shake her hand. She she grips your hand and she notices your strength right away. She slightly overpowers you. No, just just enough. However, she notices your firm grip and she goes, strong one. <laughs> nice to meet someone of similar strength. And she goes to sit up and she looks down and she notices Menace and Armos. She goes. What are, you, what are you three doing out in the forest? It's dangerous out here. Looking for people like me. 
I puff like, my chest out. Like you. Hmm. What, what uh, are you? I. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? <laughs> the horns, the the hooves, the stature. <coughs> a horse. No, no, horse? not. Do. When's the last time you saw a horse talk? I mean, I used to talk to horse all the time, but. Wait, you can speak with animals, Drell? No, I mean, I would just talk to, and it would, oh. it would never really talk back. But that's beside the point. Oh, but you had a special connection, so it understood you. <laughs> She's laughing mm -hmm. as the two of you go back and forth. <clears throat> I am a mighty minotaur. Oh, minotaur. Okay. I'm Arma. And she goes to shake your hand? Yes, of course. Nice to meet you. And I reach my hand out. What's your strength? Uh, 14. She Plus overpowers two. you. Uh, 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 she shakes your whole body. Honey. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, shake, <coughs> shake Armos's hand, please. Uh. <laughs> oh, Red Elf. And she goes to reach her hand out oh. towards you. I use magic hand to shake her hand. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> she laughs and... You can see that some of her teeth are missing when she laughs at you. She, she puts her hand to her chest. Me, Amma, looking for friend, taking a bit of a nap. Hey, if you need friends, I am your guy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Amma loves friends. Oh, God. Drill puts ah. his hand in his head. You say friend, and she's sitting She's sitting while talking to you guys. She's sitting crisscross applesauce, and she's, like, looking at you and laughing. And she seems, she seems like, although she's speaking very loudly, Overall, nice and ditzy in a way. Here, Anma, pick me up. Put me, put me in your palm, and we can talk face to face. She picks you up by the scruff of your neck, <laughs> puts you on her knee. Oh, that was nice. Huh. I am Minus Pebblewalker, mighty Minotaur, defeater of the Knoll, and many other monsters. Uh, we could be friends. Oh, my name is Anma. I am from the Sigi College, and I work in the LBGT unit, <laughs> the Lord Baron Guard Troop. Oh, hey, I've got friends from the Sigi College. Do you know Kemi Joe? Oh, uh, no. Huh. Well, he's, he's cool. He's cool. You'll you'll get to know him in due time. Anyways, he's okay. It, <clears throat> what? Yeah, he uh, said the same thing as you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you said... Huh. Is he elf, human, horse? He is a little... Isn't he a gnome? <laughs> he's a gnome, yes. He's yeah. He's a gnome. Oh. Lit, lit, tiny human. Yes, like a tiny human. Yeah. And he po she points at Jarell and goes, tall human. Y yeah. Oh. I, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. And then she points back to Armos. Elf. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a quick learner. Anyways, uh, so you see right here, uh, if uh, this, so this is the best friend column. Mm. We're not, we just met, so I'm not gonna just willy nilly put you in the bestest friend column. But if you sign right here, then then we will be uh, officially friends. And I, I hand up one of my quills. She takes the quill and like it's so vastly small, <laughs> it's so tiny. She goes, oh, oh, and she, you, she, she takes her left thumb. And she starts coloring in her thumb with your quill. And then she mm. presses her large thumb onto the page and puts like her fingerprint there to sign it. Oh, oh I got squished, <laughs> but that works. Oh, 
Friend. Oh, that was that was good. I like that. <laughs> Very unique. Friend. Friend. Lovely. I put my journal away. So tell us, friend, what is the best way to get to San Lo? Um, I don't know where that is. Oh, I look at Jarrell. <laughs> like, a, wait, maybe this was a bad idea. How, wait, you're from I mean, the Sidra College. How did you get here? <laughs> oh, uh, me and Orange Elf friend were on mission looking for blacksmith. And we got elf. separated. Yes. Wait, what Orange Elf? Companion. Friend. Wait, how long have you been on this quest? Oh, many moons. Oh, uh, hmm. Since Snowfall. Oh, uh, wow. Who is your orange friend? What is their name? Oh, it's, uh, uh, oh. Uh, she scratches her head and she's just like thinking. It can't seem to remember. Uh, well, tell you what. Give me a description and I'll draw them. Oh, okay. Uh, orange elf. Yep, okay. Mm -hmm. Orange elf. Uh, Write that down. Uh, I, I did. I did. Uh, orange. Uh, uh, kind of red. Cut. Like him. Uh, and points to red. Uh, red elf. Uh, yes. But not pointy on head, but flat. Uh, flat long on hair. Head. Flowers. Mm hmm. Uh, flowers where? Yep. Uh, all over. Kind of. Uh, 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 loot. Yeah, loot. Okay, has a loot. Oh, 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 has the crest for the LBST, the Lord Baron Scout Troop. LBST. Hmm. Lord Baron. Yes, us of the Guard Troop are assigned to the S Troop for protection. Small, um, red elf size. Uh, yellow flower? Yellow flowers? Yellow or flower. orange flowers? Red flowers. Fiery flowers. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, loot. Whimsical. Uh, hmm. All right. I think that's uh, pretty good. Uh, we'll keep a lookout, and if we find your friend, we'll send him your way. Hmm. I've been drawing a map as I go, so I know exactly where you are. Okay. I mean, I'll be moving. Mission still needed, but, uh, hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Where should they meet you if we find them? Oh, um, ports. Uh, boats. What was it called? What was it called? She's scratching her chin and then scratching her hair. Hmm. The Aramore ports? Yes, Aramore ports. Yes. When uh, she's like okay. scratching her hand, you notice that there are a lot of bite marks on her hand. Like tiny bite marks. Hmm. Can I inspect the bite marks? Yes. Hey, Anma, uh, can I take a look at your bite marks? I'm a bit of a cleric myself. Maybe I can help. Oh, mm-hmm. And she goes and she moves her hand towards you. Go ahead and give me a nature check. Okay, I'm okay at nature. As a 20, unnatural. So these are bites, but they look like bites from several different creatures, but they're all the same creature. So in, pr in proportion to her, they look like tiny insect bites. Proportion to you, they look like something, they look like reptile bites. Mm, okay. They're not so much bigger than you, like it would swallow you whole, but it looks like it would like, if it were to bite you, it would chew on you for a while. Do you know what did this to you? They look like some kind of reptile. Uh, oh, yes. And so she has two bags next to her on her feet and she reaches over to one and she goes, 
she looks at Armos and Drell, but likes you a little bit more. And she goes to show it to you. She opens the large bag, and there's all these dead raptors inside. Oh, However, they look very different. You look at you get a look at one of them. There's about like six of them in there. And you see a lean lizard with a rigid mouth made of scale and stone. The dinosaur looks like it's a fusion between flesh and an emerald gem. Half of the raptor looks like a dinosaur with large emeralds sticking out of various parts of its body and along its spine. The gems protruding from its body look like they're in pristine condition with some mild scuffing. Imagine emerald gems in the shape of like yeah. spikes protruding out of a raptor's body. Oh goodness. Oh my. Is this part of your quest? What is your quest? Mm -mm. Uh, lizard, lizard, the lizards uh, come, come at me before nap and they try to uh, bite, eat, and I, I bunk them. And she points at a large warhammer that's leaning <laughs> up against the rock. And uh, she goes, oh, and then put him in bag. Possible snack for later. And gem worth money. Do you mind if I take one of these gems as reference? Okay, she empties the sack, large sack of <laughs> raptors and Drell and Armos, you just see these dinosaurs pour out onto the floor and it's just like ragdolling and there's about eight of them there. Boom, okay. If they're standing on their hind legs straight up, they're like a little bit taller than Drell. Goodness. You see that the gems are like molded with their flesh. If you wanted to take the, some of the gem out, you would have to like excavate it from the corpse. Hey, Drell, you want to chip off a gem here? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it for science. And I wink at this. <laughs> science. Science good. And I start chipping at a gem. Give me a slide of hand check as you're trying to chisel one of these uh, emeralds away from its body. <laughs> um, It's a five. So you managed to like, you just like hit it in a wrong spot. uh, And you just like shatter one of the emeralds on its arm Fuck. so you can give it another shot if you'd like yeah i'll try it but some time, time will pass like a few minutes will pass if you're uh doing do i have to roll again would you like to take 20 well yeah i'll be like how about this you guys continue with the conversation and i'll and i'll chop away at this thing all right sounds good okay so just so you know mechanically speaking we have done this once before early on in the campaign taking 20 means you get a nat 20 at the cost of time as you just take your time with it and you foregrow the roll. So while you're having this conversation, once you're done, 20 minutes will pass and you will take the gem out of the body. Yeah. What exactly is your quest? What are you trying to accomplish here? We know Lord Baron, by the way. Oh, Lord Baron. Yes, Baron. Uh, looking assigned to look for... Uh, she makes a symbol, like a hammering symbol. Uh, black, blacksmith. Crafter. Uh -huh. You and I are on the same quest. Ooh, name, name. And she scratches her head. And as you talk to her for a few minutes and like you bouncing off ideas, you notice that the bald spots in her hair have bad bruises. She has like clearly suffered some head trauma. Oh, goodness. And it's, it just made her clearly forgetful. And she goes, uh, name. Orange elf had scroll. Uh, giant looking for giant. Like me, too, too far-fetched, then looking, got lead, uh, dwarf, looking for dwarf with hammer. 
Excuse me, as I look through my notes to remember the name. <laughs> is Scoraeus the one? What's the Scoraeus Stonebones is a is actually a giant, uh, a stone giant like her. Yeah, and he is the god of crafting, who is also right. traveling with Drill's father. When you look, as you're like looking through your journal, you see that name Scoraeus. You can assume that she's talking about Scoraeus. Well, we uh, we already have the hammer. Uh, you not dwarf? No, no, no. We uh, we are not the craft people. We are looking for a crafts person. No, yeah, no. Blacksmith looking has hammer here. Uh oh, a different Blue? hammer maybe. We picked up a hammer when we fought some baddies. Hmm. Dwarf has hammer. Well, I'm yes. I'm sure he has a different hammer. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but this could be a different hammer. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Minus is getting a little, little frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, I don't know what's hard to comprehend about. No, that. I, I, I get it. I just, <laughs> I, we don't. It doesn't need to be repeated. Okay. There is a hammer with the dwarf. Mm. Yes. Love it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Strange hammer. Strange hammer with dwarf. Got it. Anyways, we'll let you know if we find your buddy. Hmm. Armos asks, <laughs> is your buddy looking for the hammer also? Oh, I Noisy orange elf looking for dwarf with armor. Uh, separated after earthquake a couple days ago. Oh. Climbing mountain, oh. climbing mountain, uh, rumble, fall, oh. tumble, unconscious. Earthquake. Oh shit, was that you, Armos? No. <laughs> no. Maybe. Armos, I think it was. Any, uh, okay, so they might be around here. Wait, did you fall here? Where'd no. you fall? Uh, mm, mm. uh, climbing. She points off into the distance, more southward. She's pointing to a mountain adjacent to the mountain that you came out of. Mm. The earthquake that she's referring to, you instantly notice is that when you were fighting the Nolipede and the ground started to shift when you picked up the dagger. Mm -hmm. So you're starting to put together that the when you move that dagger, it shifted the whole island in a certain way. That's how much of an impact it had. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if there's... I mean, I guess we can ask her to come with us or we could just move on what do you guys want to do <laughs> oh it's a great idea armos hey Anma, why yeah, don't you just come on. with us oh oh yeah. just, you want no yeah menace yeah yeah come on it'll be fun yeah yeah exactly exactly you help find noisy orange elf? exactly we'll we'll search together as we walk she gives you a wide smile she's grinning from ear to ear she's showing the holes in her mouth where the teeth are missing and she looks overwhelmingly happy and she goes on my travel new travel buddies that's right hey do you did you ever meet a, a giant named Sully? Sully? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, okay. Mm. It was worth we, asking. We seen many giant. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, why don't you uh, <coughs> put us up on your shoulders there and we'll go that way. And I point behind her. Mm. Okay. And she scoops all of the raptors back into the bag. And then as she takes 
Drell, uh, as you're cutting away at one of the raptors, you see that she pulls it and it like gets the gem out perfectly. Uh, it's like the last bit of force that was needed to excavate the gem from the raptor's arm. And you are now holding a pristine cut emerald or pristine mm. quality emerald. Mechanically, it'll probably sell for a lot of money. Just looking at it, it looks just like a normal emerald. Like you don't sense any magic from it. It just looks like a really high quality gem. Okay. And she scoops all the raptors back into the bag. And then she goes to tie it to her belt. And she reaches for the other one. And you see that the other one moves a little bit from inside. You go, ooh, ooh. And then picks it up carefully and puts it, ties the other bag to her belt. All right. Well, we're going to move much faster with you here. Automobile fast walker. It's, are you allowing, Drell almost, are you allowing her to pick you up? No. Uh, Drell's going to walk next to her. Uh, absolutely. Red elf. <laughs> and she puts, she picks up the red elf and then puts you on her shoulder next to Minus. And it's a very broad shoulder. There's enough space to sit. You're about, you're like 20 feet in the air and you are just barely seeing over the tree line. <laughs> hey, Armos, this is pretty funny. Sid and Reginald are on our shoulders and we're on a giant shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald is like scared right now. He goes, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of heights. Uh, well, first you're afraid of water, now heights. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody likes being wet, Minis. Well, I love being wet. C uh, totally. Nobody likes being <laughs> wet, Minis. Actually, that's... That's just me. Other people like being wet, though. Who? A fish? Armus, you like being wet? Uh, no, no, no. I'm all good. Uh, okay, uh, Drell, you like being wet, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. It's whatever. Yeah, see, he's fine with it. Anma, you like being wet, right? Water. <laughs> she walks forward. <laughs> I'm just saying, Minus. It's like, if you're wet unintentionally, nobody likes being wet. But, yeah, but like, it, it, regardless, that... That you're deflecting from the point that you're scared of water. I'm not scared of water. I don't like water. All right, like next time water. we're next to water, how about you just jump in? I don't Easy like peasy. water. Mm. And I don't mm -hmm. like tall places in this form. It's high, and I'm scared and nervous. And there's rushing wind as we're walking, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she has like a, she's casually walking. It's a little bit faster paced. For you, Drell, you have to do a light jog to keep up with her because they're just footsteps <laughs> just covering so much land. It's a good workout. <laughs> and as the three of you walk along, notice she that you're a wonderful tune, right? <laughs> I was getting to that, Dan. No. <laughs> as she's walking along, walking over large rocks that would provide otherwise obstacles for you, Drell, she gives you a hand during these little hurdles. Mm-hmm. And she uses like her hand as like a bridge for you to like rather than so you can run across <laughs> rather than jumping across. That's awesome. And she go <gasps> You know the song too? Oh, uh catchy tune. Can't remember where is I this, learned it from. Is this like a giant song? Oh yeah. It goes oh. on for a while. Oh, that's the next part. And Minus definitely hums. Drell slowly like stops jogging where he's just far enough back where it kind of like 
lowers the like the tone or the sound <laughs> of the, the music, but I can still see them. You notice a tattoo over her heart where it says Sully. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> as the three of you walk, you get some good ground. And then you notice some rustling next to you guys within the bushes. There are more of these emerald raptors. It looks like they're trailing you. You're able to see it automatically by scouting from her shoulder. And as you go to look down, you see that they're skulking about and they're looking at Drell. Drell, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, goodness. Okay. I do these with advantage. I got this. Good thing I do these with advantage. <laughs> you rolled a nine. <laughs> Fuck. And in that one. <laughs> uh, Dominable. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say I get to reroll the saving throw. So. Wow. <laughs> now, would I get to reroll the advantage or just one roll? Because technically I roll them with. Yeah, exactly. Right. I get to reroll the save. So I get to do. What does the what does Indomitable say? I just get to reroll a saving throw. Yes, it's with advantage. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Why'd you say that so sad? You're on our team, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So you're on our team. <laughs> <laughs> there are <our> teams. <laughs> My fourth roll finally came in at a 17. With a 17, you dodge barely out of the way from two of these emerald raptors jumping out from the side. You you notice that there are other there are other raptors in the bushes, but there are two staring down at you, starling. They're chomping their teeth in a rhythmic pattern. There are emeralds on the back of their spines, and there are some acting as teeth, and they're chomping and uh, clicking their teeth as they're trying to assess you, and they're moving sporadically. I'm gonna need everybody to roll me initiative. 13. I 18 for Minus. Sorry, 17 for Minus. 18 for Armos. Ooh, nice. We're gonna go ahead and start the top of the round at initiative 18, which is Armos. You see ahead of you, there are two of these emerald raptors, and it looks like there are some within the bushes. What are you doing? Um, I will. Just Eldritch Blast him. Go for it. Uh, the one on the left twice, uh, and then I'll hit the one on the right once. Sure. Roll to hit. Okay. That's a nat one for the first one. Luckily, um, and that's a two, which ends up being a 12. The 12 hits. Hey. And then I got a 28 for the one on the right. That hits as well. All right. Go ahead and roll for damage. The first one did six damage, the one on the left. And then the one on the right takes 10 damage and on both the money for the one on the right and deal 10 damage as you shatter some of the emerald on it. You see that it gets tumbled back. The other one gets tumbled, but wakes up very weakly. And then it like looks at you and then runs away. It lets out a roar. And then you notice that the ones on the side of you also seem to run away with that Elders Blast, killing one of them. Mm. Yeah. Out of combat. That was easy. Hey, good job, Armos. Yeah, it, Armos is huh. uh, not so convinced that this is over yet. <laughs> Can you stay. stay away? I'm yelling at the Raptors. You see Anma had like her wall maul in hand, like gripped up, like really choking up onto the hammer. And she goes, skittish, skittish, but deadly. They wait and pounce. Overall, not too bad. Danger in numbers. Oh. Hey, Drell, good job dodging down there. Uh, <laughs> Menace, uh, why don't you help? What? 
But I didn't need to do anything. I almost did all the work. Well, I mean, what if he didn't? Then we would need your help, so. Oh, oh, you want, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I had to fight the raptors for you. I can do that next time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you should, Menace. I've been fighting everything. Yeah, okay. Are you scared of raptors or something? It's my emerald, Menace. What are humans scared of raptors? I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> no. <laughs> she claps. I'm not and scared of raptors, okay? I had some dust in my eye. I couldn't see. <laughs> it was really hard for me to dodge that thing, okay? It's, it's just a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I, I look down and put my arm around Menace, and I'm like, as I'm looking down at Drell, and I'm like, sounds like someone wants some uppies. Do you want up? You want to come up here? <laughs> <laughs> just say the word, and you could be up here. No, no, I'm okay. I'd you rather jump the off the cliff. Yeah, it's really not so bad. After a while, you know. Is there anything the three of you would like to do with the one dead emerald raptor? Hmm. I feel Thomas, like why don't we you take the eye? <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't because it's probably why not best we keep going because it sounds like they're gonna come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they um, could come back, but what if they don't? Drell, just see if you I, can get like a quick chip off and take um, it with you. Oh, God. Oh, so you want me to do this one too, huh? I can come down if you need. Oh, no, it's fine. Gosh, Drill, do this. Drill, do that. <laughs> um, And I guess I just walk over to it. And I pull my dagger out and I try to take out the uh the emerald again. Yeah, go ahead and give me a slide of hand check. It's a th 13. You managed to rip one out. It's a hatch job. So it's not it's not pristine condition, but it is still pretty good condition. You might be able to get some money for it. I mean, I'm going to be rich over here, and these guys aren't going to have anything. Alma reaches <laughs> over. She goes, mmm, snack. Picks it up by its tail, puts it in the sack full of dead raptors. Hmm. She goes, for friend, for later. Does your friend eat lizard? Um, This one does, and she points to the other sack on her belt. And you see, like, the sack moves a little bit again. What? What's in that sack? Jelly. Wait, who, who, who is Jelly? Companion. Menace, your friend uh, is hiding a lot of stuff from us. I don't know. If no, no, nice, nice. Protects, protects me when sleeping. And she goes, she takes uh -huh. a raptor out of the bag and she opens the other bag. And when, when you guys look down at it, there is just this green monstrous ooze in there. And she drops the raptor in there and then cinches the bag back up. And then you just hear some horrific jelly sounds. Oh my god. It looks like there's a gelatinous cube in that bag, and it's just like devouring whatever's put in there. Oh. Right. Lovely. Jelly. Jelly. Yep. Yep. Very nice. What are we doing? What are we doing? Whatever it is, we gotta get going. Uh, and I try to motion <coughs> everyone. Let's let's keep going. Let's yes, go. Indeed. Onward. I'm never gonna yeah. Jelly nice. And then she continues to move on. You're starting to notice more of this dinosaur activity the further you go into the island and you're seeing more of these large footsteps again. Not stopping to really look at them. You can't really tell. Some of them are circular. Some of them are like have a print of three or four toe tips within the prints. You do see like deep in the distance that there are more of these emerald raptors that are skulking about. You cross paths with a triceratops, but this gem is not emerald, it's sapphire. And the sapphires fused in with the dinosaur as well. It does not bother you. When you see it cross your path, 
you just it's like watching a turtle cross the road it goes very slowly it seems like it's keeping to itself as it's chomping on some plants it continues to move in its own direction and you just see this massive sapphire ceratops just go cross your path you take a moment to take a look at it it seems very pretty it's ornate you can tell that like this people probably come here to hunt these dinosaurs because they're just so rich in value and the three of you go carry on unless there's something you would like to do with that sapphire ceratops no I'm gonna keep going pretty Anma recognizes its beauty and then goes on. Some time passes. You find yourself late in the day, but it's still beautiful out. You wander out of some brush and you find yourself near a cliff's edge, overlooking a large valley with beautiful blue skies. A large patch of evergreen grass with huge rocks scattered all next to a pretty beautiful lake. You are gazing out into this large valley. It's a huge, wide open area. You're about 50 feet above it, overlooking this beautiful field. However, the pleasant sight is quickly stolen away from you as you gaze upon a large, long-necked dinosaur, similar to a brontosaurus, eating on what looks like a freshly killed T-Rex. This dinosaur looks different. However, similar to the Emerald Raptors, this Brontosaurus has large, jagged, blood-red colored shards sticking out of its spine, neck, and face. The deep, opaque ruby gems seem to pulsate with some sort of energy within them. Almost, you instantly notice these as a raw blood shard growing out of its body. The sounds of slow gnashing teeth echo throughout the valley. The gargantuan dinosaur seems to be occupied by its meal. You notice by its feet there are some emerald raptors, similar to the ones you saw before. They seem to be skulking about, trying to steal any leftovers from the fresh kill. As the raptors try to steal some food, the blood shard dinosaur stomps his feet. Three of you are almost pushed back, knocked off Anma as she takes a step back to brace herself from the sheer force from the stomp. The red gem dinosaur rears his head back, thrusting it straight up into the sky. The blood shards along the spine and neck and face begin to glow bright red as this tower of a dinosaur lets out a shriekly roar, scaring away the emerald raptors, and then brings its head back down to, be, to continue feasting on the dead T-Rex. Oh boy. If you look at the table, please. These are some big fucking dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> that is uh, creepier than I thought it would be. So the three of you are overlooking on an edge. The, ed the cliff's edge is about 50 feet high from the field that you're overlooking. It is a huge grass field next to this beautiful lake. Next to the lake is this m dead T-Rex where this brontosaurus, this blood gem brontosaurus is eating what seems to be look like all of it. It is occupied. There are patches of tall grass all around. However, he stands between where you need to go. And Anma quickly like crouches down. She still sticks out, but she, she crouches down to try to hide, but there's no space where she can really hide. And she gets her wall wall ready. What are the three of you doing? Um, I would like to probably find, I want to try to find cover like close to them, 
but obviously like not too close to the point where like I'm right next to them. So if they get discovered, I get discovered as well. So where you currently are, you're on this cliff to the left of you is like this tall grass. You almost and Minas can definitely hide within, but Anima cannot hide. She sticks out. Uh, then I'll do that. Then I'll jump over to the, or I'll make my way over to the, the tall grass and I'll try to hide in it. The tall grass to your west. Okay. Yep. So the three of you can go over there. Almost Reginald is like, you see that? See that right there? I do. Do have to fulfill the deal and there's a mirror right there. I know. And look how, look how big it is. You think? Uh, yep. Hey, yeah. uh, there's water over there. I, I mean, we can avoid the water part. We can avoid the water part, but, uh, maybe, maybe let's just say if you keep, if you keep yapping, uh, you might be taking a plunge. Whoa. Okay. Listen, I got to focus and, uh, you better <laughs> focus on the deal. Cause right now you're not fulfilling it. And I still am see I need to be satiated. All right. And I don't think you're up to snuff for this fight right now. I'm very yeah. slowly leaning over as this conversation is going on right next to me. <laughs> uh and I cough. This thing is preoccupied eating, right? We could all walk past and it would probably just leave us alone, right? No, we cannot. Good. What? Me? <laughs> <laughs> and look, Sid looks at Armos like, what? <laughs> so this thing is humongous. Like it's labeled as gargantuan. Oh. Gotcha. Ormos. What? Now, I'm not a scientist, but in the gray area that is morality, mm -hmm. those look like naturally made blood shards, not man-made blood shards. You know what I'm saying? That's a great point. And I, I put away my notes <laughs> that I was going to You were trying to like move the goalposts. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I had pre-determined uh, in my head on how we were going to con convince, convince everyone to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying this is the one time I probably won't be mad at you if you need to do your thing. I gotta do my thing. I gotta do my thing. I gotta do my thing. I'm gonna level with you. It's gotta happen. We gotta get this thing. <laughs> I gotta just spill it all at this point because I don't have to be. Uh... We're gonna do it? Oh! Uh... That's a weird way to say that. Wait, what's a weird way to say what? There's a thing that needs like, to be done and we're gonna the do more, it. The more you talk and the more I just wanna dunk you just right in that. Body of You're being a there. little sassafras today, Armos. I hey. have been trying to uphold my end of the deal. I am providing you these powers and you refuse to fill. The longer you talk, the more I'm holding you underwater. Oh, you, uh, you, you, do you like Elder's Bless? Don't take it away. I don't. <laughs> you could. That's cool with me. Wait, wait. I, I really yeah, take that, that shit, dude. Fuck that. it. Whoa, 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 Fuck whoa. it. Hang on. Take it. Anma leans in and goes, Who are you talking to? Uh, we're strategizing. Oh. Yeah, yep. Anma, how do you feel about this big red dinosaur? Large. Uh, mm. but little dinosaur nearby too. What? Oh. Do they like work together? No. Yes. As he's eating a dinosaur? I don't think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> As you're surveying the area, give me a perception check. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Net 20. Oh, all right. I got a 12, so. I got a 12. Almost. <laughs> you notice as you are surveying the area, there is some activity happening in the bush down below. With the, like, straight ahead of us? Over by where the T-Rex is being eaten, mm -hmm. 
somebody in hiding within the tall grass trying to wave at you, trying to get your attention. But it's not Ooh. trying to be caught by the thing. Yeah. With a nat 20, you notice that their skin is orange. Huh. And they seem to be stuck because if they, tr you can tell that like, if he tries to run, if they try to run for it, he will be caught out by the giant dinosaur. Mm -hmm. But he's not trying to make himself too noticed. You needed a DC 18 to see this. Ooh. Yeah, which is why only you got to see it. Oh, okay. Guys. Uh, yeah, what's up? Do, do you see that? And I, 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 I what? Uh, have my hands up to my, to try to block the sun. I see something in the bushes. Uh, look at the T-Rex. Uh-huh. All right, now look just a little, that bush that's right next to the T-Rex. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's someone in there. <gasps> Are they orange? Yep. Oh my goodness, Anma. Uh -huh. We gotta fight. Anma. Your friend. Friend? I don't know how good your eyes are. Uh, your mm. friend is in those bushes. Orange elf? Orange elf. <gasps> Orange elf. Mm. All right. <laughs> and she grips the wall mall. Oh, all right. Hormos, do you have any teleportation spells? I forget. Uh, like myself? Oh. Uh, mm. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. I've already mapped this out in my head, but I have to get within 60 feet of him. Okay. Sixty feet. Try to get them out. She's Anma's holding up eight fingers. Sixty. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. No, I don't know. I'm doing like I'm I'm writing in the dirt like math equations, <laughs> trying to trying to see. <laughs> uh, nope. And I er erase that. Almost, almost a Coriolis effect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, come here first. All right. Everybody put your hand on Sid. Everyone puts their hand on Sid, and then you see this large finger coming down from the top. Is this on was like index finger? Oh, Anma, you didn't no, you're you don't you don't need to touch Sid. Sorry, you're already oh, you're oh, already big. You're oh, good. Oh, okay. And you see the finger slowly move away. <laughs> sorry, Sid. <laughs> Sid's like squished in the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Uh hands on Sid. All right. Uh Drell. Perfect. Almost me. All right. Sid, do your thing. And Sid glows uh, vibrant blue. And I'm going to cast a first level long strider on all three of us. Oh. Mm. So oh, okay. each of us now have 10 more feet of movement for an hour. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. Hey, Minis, let me. Can I see your pen real quick? My quilt? Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah, you go. Your, your little, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. No, I have the pen you gave me from that guy. And I hand him that. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Amma, can you uh, just oh. uh, get, put a little signature in this real quick? <laughs> and I put up, I hold up my pack, my pack of the tomb. <laughs> or uh, I'm sorry, what is it called? Uh, the gift of the protectors. And she yeah. signs. Well, hopefully, we'll sign it because you know. Give me a persuasion check. You have to understand, this tome looks evil by all accounts. <laughs> so anybody who looks at it- 22. Okay. <laughs> she colors in her thumb with your pen and presses her thumbprint, takes up a whole page and- Yeah, the book glows and then shuts close. All right, perfect. <laughs> so now if you get uh, bonked again real hard, you're not gonna die. You're welcome. Yeah, as long as one of us doesn't use it first. That's correct. Bonk, but no dead bonk. Okay. Yes. All right. 
I'd give a 10 minute inspirational speech, but I don't think I got time for it. So let's get going. <laughs> no, you're that last episode. Remember? Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Did. Look, I got 18 points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> nice. Well, once we go into initiative, here's what's going to happen. Once, rather than Anma having her own turn, once per initiative, you guys can tell, uh, you guys control Anma. So if you want to use Anma on your initiative, Minus, uh, or Jet, yeah. or Drell, or Armos, she can go once initiative and you can tell her to, you can tell her where to move to do a support action within her means or an attack action. Gotcha. Without Long Strider, she has 45 feet of movement. Should we like stand on Anma <laughs> and have her dash towards the creature? Are we going in hard or are we sneaking? What are we doing here? I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Wait you, see, wait, you said let's go fight it and you're just yeah. gonna stay. I'm very long range. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way this sounds. I actually, you know what? I'm going to run and I point back uh, on the opposite direction all the way back this way. <laughs> I can still. Okay. All I'm going to say is there are a lot of those green things around. So if you're not near us. Oh, okay. 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 You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm like unraveling my uh, giant slayer and I'm like, Minus, you just honestly shouldn't have said anything and let him find out the hard way. <laughs> oh. Tough love. Yeah. That's, yep. That's how I, I learned that. everything growing up. Yep. Mm. Um, Wait, you're telling me you never had tough love growing up? Your dad is. Your dad no, sucks. My my dad's love was more non-existent. Oh, that that checks out. Yeah. 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 <coughs> so Anyways, let's, let's right, do so this we thing. Gonna, <laughs> Just super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle from How the, your dad, know, Drell? Does your dad love you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> Alright, here's my thought. We get on Anma, and Anma does a leap into battle, and we all ready ourselves so that before she hits the ground, we all shoot our stuff at this thing. What's the plan? You all want to ride on her while you charge in towards this gargantuan dinosaur? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> Cinematic that. Cinematic moment. Ah. And I'm readying an action to shoot an arrow at it. And I'm readying an action to Eldrick blast it. Just before she hits the ground. She picks the three of you up, puts you on your shoulders. Reginald is clinging on for dear life as she takes a couple steps back grips her war maul and begins to charge forward to jump off the 50 foot cliff. She runs 10 feet whoosh, with her amazing giant strength. She's able to clear an additional 20 feet off the cliff, landing just before a patch of tall grass charging towards the blood shard dinosaur. The dinosaur is eating, but with the large quake, you see that he looks up. You guys readied your actions. Go ahead and take those actions now, and we'll roll initiative. I'm going to take two uh, attacks. Atta um, it's an attack action with a bow. Okay. The first is a 27 to hit, and the next is a unnatural 30 to hit. <laughs> Both of those hit. And I said, <laughs> send one of my SIDS on those arrows to do an extra five points of damage. What's the total damage on that? So that is a total of... 27 points of damage. 
And I use a favorite foe to do eh, extra damage. Five more points of damage, so 32 total. Nice. Uh, almost. what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna Eldritch Blast it three times. A 17, 24, and a 13. 13 bounces off. Ugh. 28 damage. 28 damage total as you shoot two Eldritch Blasts. Two of them land, the other one bounces off. Drell, what are you doing? Uh, I am just gonna run up with the giant slayer that I prepared, and I'm just gonna take some some swings at it. Well, you are a bit away from it, so you are so you're about 110 feet away. From well, then I'm gonna dash. You hop off Anma's Anma's back, and you jump down to the ground, and you make a dash action. Go ahead and move. So that's 80 feet. Oh, you're. You can make it to the guy. That's the bush where there yep. am I. So yep. I'm in the bush now where there is somebody. Yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, hello. Is there anyone in here? Drell, you run and you slide into the patch of grass. And you hear a, oh, as something, as a person gets knocked back, they were crouched and get knocked back a few feet forward. And you look up and you see this massive dinosaur. With its long head rearing in the direction of the giant. It looks like its focus is looking over you. It has not noticed you just yet. You look down and you see, dressed in a white tabard, you see similar patches to the one that was on Anma's tabard. You see his skin is fully orange, but it looks like a pale orange. There's yellow and red flowers in his hair with large pointy elf-like ears. He has a lute, he has some couple of musical instruments on him, and he looks thankful to see you. His eyes are completely glossed over orange as well. It looks like he's kind of like one shade with the details of his outfit being red and yellow. Very minute details. And he's he looks at you and he puts his finger up and he points up. Yeah, no shit. I can obviously see that. We have to be very quiet. We have to be very quiet. Then why are you talking? I'm just making sure we're on the same page. I mean, you keep talking and you're trying to get me to be quiet. I'm trying to get you. God, don't worry. Okay. okay if, well, if anything can distract. And he points to his loot and he pretends to strum. Wait. Distract. But if need. How is that? Okay. Almost did Drill die? I don't know. I saw him running in that bush. He didn't pop up yet. I try to poke my head out from the bush and give them hand signals that they definitely have no idea what it means. Uh, <laughs> give me a slide of hand check as you try to give hand signals. Because Drell doesn't even know what it means. It's a... Or a 13. I think he's telling me he's hungry. But no. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I could snack. That's beside the point. With a 13, Wait. you get the understanding that he's safe and then the orange elf points back to himself and he uh he like pats you down and makes you look at him and he like sizes you up he goes i'm glad you're here don't touch me what are you doing i'm just i'm glad you're here you look like a okay. big strong hero you now have bardic cool. inspiration oh okay yeah that's cool <laughs> you can do that <laughs> what's your name my name is, and then we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I need your name. Ooh, Eighteen again. Uh, Thirteen for Minus. I got a four. Starting at the top of the round, almost with an eighteen, your Eldritch Blast lands alongside with Minus's barrage of arrows. What are you doing as we starting by, combat? By Raj, because it was two arrows. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll let myself out. Yes, you should. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. You telling me these arrows are by? I'm sorry. Go, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, me getting down from from her is that going to be an action or? That would be your movement. Then I am going to do that. So I plop down into some just some bushes. You slide off as Anma is running towards the dinosaur. You use your movement to slide and barrel roll off into some tall grass. I'm gonna need you to roll me a pure luck check of a D20. Let me know what you get. Oh no, a 10, just right in the middle. As you land into the tall grass, you are crouched down and you look over to your right and there is an emerald raptor staring right at you and it is clicking its teeth. Mm, Okay. You look over, clever girl. (laughs) I hold my hand up. You're within biting range. You're within five feet of it. What are you doing? <laughs> Plans have changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seeing the uh, the raptor in the bush, I hold up my hand as I channel as much Eldritch Blast energy as I can, and I shoot it twice with two bolts, which is a 21 to hit and then a 20 to hit. And then for my third one, uh, I'm going to launch at the Blood Shard Longneck, which is a 14. The 14 bounces off the uh. carapace of the blood shard dinosaur, but the two 20s hit the Velociraptor. I got 19 damage total. Minestrel, you just see this raptor get launched from the bushes and it is dead. It lands on the floor. <laughs> I just love the thought of seeing Armos go down into the weeds and then a raptor come out. <laughs> <laughs> It's just emeralds are flying out of the bushes. <laughs> you see that as you, your third Eldritch Blast, when you go to aim, although it's, it seems very easy to hit, it like bounces off the blood shard. It's sticking out of its back. Uh, are we still doing that thing where we could do like one uh, like perception or nature check or whatever? Yes, you can use your movement or bonus action to do a check if you don't want to use your main action. Absolutely. Okay. Um, can I do an arcana check on the thing to see what kind of magic is coming off the thing, mm. if any? Give me give me an arcana check. Oh my god, it was on a 20 and then it rolled over to a oh. 6. Uh, 14. The gems on its back are blood shards. And you do know that it's from its raw state. From the dinosaurs that you've seen, from the emerald raptors to the sapphire ceratopses that are walking around, it seems that dinosaurs are one with the earth here. You have seen some normal dinosaurs, but particularly where you are, they are one with the earth. So if they are coming from minerals or gems, then that means there might be a source of blood shards on the island. And this thing rose from it. I like that idea. You do know that the blood shards are pulsating with energy as if they're, they have energy within them, like a dark, deep red blood shards that you've been collecting that have souls in them. Yes. You get the similar, you get the uh, similar vibe. All right. That's my turn. Nice. We're going to move to initiative 14, which is the blood shard long. Dang it. As it rears its head, it begins to move towards Anma. As it moves 40 feet, Drell, I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. As it's walking over you, you can make an attack of opportunity here if you like, if you pass a dexterity saving throw. As you're talking to the orange elf, he goes, oh my God. My name is, and then the giant foot comes down. Make me a dexterity save. 
Um, I'm going to use a luck point, and then <laughs> I rolled a 16. And you managed to get away just enough to not get stepped on. And as he's going to tell you his name, you see this giant foot come down, and you grab him, and you dodge out of the way five feet, and you land onto the floor. You're now laying down to get out of the way as it walks over you. Uh, it walks 40 feet. Almost you are... 50 feet away and it is 60 feet away so it's going to keep walking and use a dash action to get over to you going to use a dash action there almost make me <laughs> a dexterity saving throw oh, as God. it <laughs> is almost going to land on you i'm not very good at these i got a four. Oh, roll the four as the massive foot goes to come down nearly squashing you you are going to take 37 points of damage 37 bludgeoning damage. Of course. Yeah, freaking piercing. <laughs> oh, you made it piercing? I thought it was bludgeoning. <laughs> no. After the... Uh, you take 37 points of bludgeoning damage <laughs> as it lands on you. Go ahead and make me a strength saving throw. Oh, the DC 22. Well, what? Uh, seven. <laughs> you are knocked... You are knocked down in the prone position. Okay. And that's going to be the end of its turn. We're going to move to initiative 13 minutes. I think I'm going to use uh, one of our commands uh, of Anma to go on my turn and just start attacking this. If everybody's cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anma, let's get to it. And I'm going to let her attack first. Crush. She's going to swing with her war mall. She makes two attacks in a turn. Oh, she hits with one of them dealing. So now she does 15 points of damage. What are you doing, Menace? Lovely. So I think I'm just going to use my my attack action. Now that it's within range, I'm going to use Melora's Sling. And I'm going to attack twice. Mm. Oh, I was on a nat 20 and rolled off. Ah, oh, that is a 19 to hit. And a 29 to hit. <laughs> With Melora's guidance, both those attacks hit. It's going to be 18 damage from the sling, and then with my favored foe and Sid, I'm going to do another nine points of damage. Wow. For a total of 27. You're landing these shots, and you know that they're connecting, but you don't see any reaction from the dinosaur itself. You can't even see its face from where you are. It's so high up. Then with a bonus action, I am going to second level yeah let's do a second level healing word on armos and you're gonna get nine points of health back armos Ooh. oh yay <laughs> i've been healed it's something <laughs> that'll end my turn at the end of your turn we're gonna move to initiative 10 as with all the commotion you don't really know what's going on and we're going to move to initiative four which is Drell. Drell, you have just saved the R and Drell for being squashed. You are not prone momentarily as you are holding on to the orange elf. What are you doing? Uh, so I turned to the elf that I was talking to and I was like, so what's your name? You see that he's like all scruffed up and he goes to shake his head and he goes, Evergon, Reese Evergon. And that is where we'll end today's session. Oh, Wait, what is it? <laughs> it is our Patreon supporter, Reese Evergon, a.k.a. Dylan. Last name omitted. <laughs> for, for yeah, if, you, if you heard me audibly gasp in the podcast, it's because I realized uh, was in the moment that that was our patron. <laughs> Reese has been a longtime supporter of the Bloodshot Bandits, and he was specific 
with uh, his character, and he has been patiently waiting. He doesn't even know he's in this episode just yet, but he is teased momentarily, and he will be able to do cool stuff in our next session where we'll really begin the combat. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of having combat split between episodes, but this is not an easy combat. We just started the combat. We just started. I mean, yeah, we just started. We just started. Well, a lot of that was planning. You know, and storytelling. So you know, it's cool. 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 But yeah, anybody that does say things about you know things being split up, it's not because we want to. It's because we only have a certain amount of time to record every episode because we all have full time jobs. So we do apologize if sometimes our battles get cut a little short. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just tell them uh, part of the recording process. We do everything within two hours, and stuff carries over. Yeah, and that's fine. Also, I'm not going to let you one-shot a blood shard brontosaurus. I oh. have so many plans. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> almost could. To... Technically. Technically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was an option. I just, I have this nice, you know, new spell. I just got to, I got to try it out on something. Mm, I hope you do. Like I said, this arc is going to be very fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I could tell. With gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like gems. Uh, we will talk about it more in the after show. Uh, but yeah, um, this, was, this was a fun one. This was a fun one leading up to it. We're, we're unpacking some things here. It may not seem significant now, but perhaps later it will be. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh. But dinosaurs. We're on the dinosaur arc, boys. The dinosaur <laughs> with laser beams, freaking lasers on their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does anybody have anything you want to recommend this week before we move on to the Patreon? Um, shout out to Tic Tacs, they're great. <laughs> no, I'm just Tic-tacs. kidding. <laughs> Menthol Tic Tacs, <laughs> yeah, no, but has anyone got anything? Uh, so I saw, um, Godzilla minus one. Oh yeah! Ooh, no spoilers. I didn't see it yet at the time of so, recording. I no, didn't see it so it's really funny because, um, you know, my girlfriend and I we went to the movies and we were trying to figure out what to watch. It was between that and Napoleon and Hunger Games, the new one. And we were like, "Well, they're like, I don't want to have to like focus and listen and like uh, read the subtitles in Napoleon just because like we figured the movie's gonna be like really soft and quiet sometimes." So we we're like, we we're like, let's just go see Godzilla. The whole movie is in Japanese. So we were literally <laughs> oh, reading subtitles really? the entire movie. And we were like, we were like, well, there goes that fucking idea. So we had to read subtitles the whole time. And we were like, we were like, okay, maybe the opening scene is just like in Japanese, and then it'll like, you know, go into the future. Nope, the whole movie, the whole. The whole movie from start to finish is in Japanese. So if you're okay with reading subtitles while you watch movies, it's actually really good. I, I liked it. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Oh, it's like one uh, of the best Godzilla movies ever made, apparently. I heard yeah. it's great. So it's, it's pretty good. Those who don't know what the minus one stands for, it uh, symbolizes uh, Japan's lowest point after World War II, and then Godzilla comes in so it's oh like my goodness oh. so it's taking it below zero is is yeah the it's like um yeah it's like post yeah like jared said post world war ii like right after the fact it's 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 
really really good the you know the main character i think they wrote that wrote them pretty pretty good yeah all around good movie i'd I'd, so highly recommend go check it out it's a great wreck with that being said we're gonna go and move on to our patreon supporters say goodbye everybody bye Bye. i'll see you later And now it's time to shout out the Patreon supporters. Starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Amanda, aka Morgan Uthil. Morgan pursues her quest within the Underdark. After finding a gold amulet floating in the water, she soon realizes her search may reach its end. Jumping over pits and large cracks in the dark caverns, she's not avoiding any danger. She's following large imprints, footsteps of a giant. But what giant in the Underdark leaves crater-sized footprints? Morgan's fox companion is hot on its scent. Next up, we have Artemis, and Artemis finds himself in the center of a busy city, the city of Aramore. Artemis has visited every alchemist shop and magic bookstore in town with no luck of finding Cammy Joe. Deciding to take a break, Artemis stops at a nearby tavern for some lunch, a local spot named the Wild Side Tavern. To his surprise, Kemi Joe is in that very tavern, and he seems to be the popular one, smitten by two barmaids. Hmm, very suspicious. And just outside Aramore City is our next Bloodshard Bandit member, Ash, aka Rocco the Croco. It's been one week since Rocco has left his tribe. As he travels through the swampy lands of the Riverwood Forest, he finally makes his way to Capitol Road, a major road that connects the town of Gilo, Dilmore, and Aramore City. Unknown to him which way is west, he heads east. As he travels this lonely path, he can't help to think about the last conversation he had with his brother, and the last words he said, and those were, see you later, alligator. To his brother's reply, not in a while, Krako. Dial. Next up is Benjamin the Dread Haze, or should I say, Baby Dread. This fella mentals now dreaming of his former younger self. The drow boy walking hand in hand with his mother, reliving a fond memory, a fun day in the underdark by the crystal shores in the luminescent bellow. Upon returning home, a savage green flame can be seen, his home in turmoil. And high above the Underdark is our next Bloodshot Bandit member, Dana, aka Lara Dawnstar. Face to face with the gem thief running and sprinting, Alara dashes through a set of fast closing doors, delivering a high kick to the thief, holding the sacred purified gem. A face is revealed from the devastating blow. Who could it be? A familiar face? Not to Alara, but to us, it's Julius Kendrick! And speaking of, he is our next Bloodshot supporter, Julius Kendrick, a tatted up wizard, his skin a tapestry of ancient words and phrases, a flesh shrine to his powers and beliefs as he stares down a large Dawnstar. With red in his eyes, firmly grasping the purified gem, he hopes to redeem himself within the Red Dawn with this legendary relic. Our next Bloodshot Bandit member is Dylan Snyder, aka Reese. After a close call at a local Kambuki tavern and dodging some cultists, who knew he could fail successfully? Flirting with the wrong woman did lead to a cultist lead. But now that he is safe, he continues his search for his friend. He is truly worried about her. She could be a giant klutz sometimes. 
And speaking of klutzes, we move on to Reigns, our next Bloodshark Bandit member. At the demise of a death slot, Splash, his body falls into a puddle of sewage water. A scared Reigns looks up at this horrifying frog-like beast. The last thing Reigns remembers seeing is the frog transforming into something scarier than he could ever imagine. The slot turned into him. The slot quickly rummages through the former Reigns' pockets to learn about his identity and steals it. And lastly, we have Ryan Green, aka Rommel, and Rommel has been busy on the Kambuki Isles. This wooden woad is dedicated to the truth from long ago. You see, Rommel noticed something very strange the moment he arrived on the Kambuki Isles, specifically with its soil. He notices the stone on the island mimics the trees in terms of life here, only if he could communicate with the rocks. Now we move on to the Sitchik College alumni. And first up is Andrew Hall, a first Sitchik College alumni member, and he is deep into his wizardly summer school courses. And boy, is it brutal, mostly because the classrooms are hot and the ray of frost conditioner is broken. Determined to pass, he can't possibly spare a spell slot to fix it. Our next member is Sakajewa, and there's a quote that's truer to him than ever before. If you build it, they will come. And Sakajewa has finished his Rocket Boot League arena, and the fans are pouring in. He has already sold out tickets for his first game at the end of the month. Our next alumni is Patrick Wennerstrom, and this punk just played his first show in the town of Gilo, and it was a hit! However, the local town Red Guard did not find it amusing. After starting a riot and destroying Gilo property, they attempted to arrest Patrick, but Patrick was all like, yeah, whatever. Robert Crisp is next, and he is feeling down as the Sidgwick College did not grant additional funding to his Baghdad Colony project. Desperate for some cash, he picked up a side job at a local bakery to earn some extra bread. And speaking of extra bread, our next member is St. Chaos, a former Sidgwick College student turned rich prisoner entrepreneur as his toilet wine industry has seen a large boom in business. So much business that he's begun outsourcing to local nearby towns. His courier rats sure are speedy after some toilet wine. And scooting in next is our next Sidgwick College alumni member, Scoot Duke. Scoot seems to be surprising everyone with his dudes, but not all dudes appreciate scoots. You see, Lelouch's farmstead, there's a firm policy about duding when you should scoot and scoot when you should dude. Please message us with some character information. We can't keep this up forever. Next up is Sly, a were-raccoon. Sly is currently hiding in a local bar and seems to have live music, jazz music specifically. Something doesn't seem right. He has never heard of the Wild Side Tavern before. And now we move on to whom Brian's heroes. Abdul Rahman had just finished brewing another anti-theft potion, but alas, when he went to go retrieve it, it was stolen. Oh, what bad luck. But what luck indeed, as Alex Dredd returns into the store. Shocked and angered by the recent stolen anti-theft potion, he sets out to find a lead to whom the culprit may be. The first suspect on his list is Caleb Schneider, who is currently dueling Johnny Tar. A neck-to-neck -neck fight, a swords clash between the two heroes, another onlooker seems to take interest in the duel. Nufarius Ducarius, who smells suspiciously like rare potions. However, it seems impossible to steal from him. 
And then we move on over to the town of Dilmore to a little glass shop, shattered and broken. It seems that someone had trashed Man with Glasses' new store. A bell jingles as Captain Dandelion enters the recently robbed store. As he takes a report of the broken and stolen goods, he informs Man with Glass of a new anti-theft potion that is being sold in a nearby town. But fear not, as business should boom again as a new Rocket Boot League arena has been built. Buying the last two tickets to its sold out matches are Odie Mel and Nubs, two longtime members of the Rocket Boot League. Nubs aspires to play in the Pro League one day. Odie Mel encourages Nubs to never give up. That's all for this week's Patreon supporters. If you would like to join this amazing cast of heroes and be shouted out yourself, go over and click that Patreon link down below and subscribe to one of our amazing, fruitful, and rewardful tiers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.